Observations from the Sabres preseason opener, number 10 through 12 in our Sabres money and powerless, both ahead on Monday's edition of the Locked On Sabres podcast. You're Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Sabres your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in to today's show. Joe DiBiase at Sneaky Joe Sports joining you today at Lockdown Sabres to follow us on social media. If you're looking to hit us up on Twitter, we love getting questions on Twitter uh, for the show. I've got a poll up there that actually is finished. Um, we're always putting polls up and whatnot, reaction to Sabre games, including their preseason game against the Washington Capitals. Preseason game number one is in the books. Not going to lie, I did not watch it live. Watched it after the fact, as I'm imagining a lot of Sabre fans did that are also Bills fans. Two o'clock on a Sunday when the Bills are playing at one o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah, I was not watching that one live, but Watched it back after the fact. It was being streamed on NHL Network, so it was easy to find uh, for those that wanted to watch it back. But uh, an interesting game. I've got a bunch of thoughts. I wrote down some notes, and we're gonna we're gonna tap into my notebook from Sunday's game, and also number ten through twelve in our Sabers money and power list. Stay tuned for that later in the show as uh, we count down the thirty most impactful individuals in the Sabers organization. We started at 30. We now rest at number 12. We'll do 12, 11, and 10 today. And the top 10 coming your way in the next week. So uh, the Sabres beat the Capitals with a win. If you care about the score, I don't. The only way you probably do is if you bet them. Uh, Just, you know, natural reminder to everybody that the preseason, you should not care about the score. And all we should be looking at is how certain individuals are playing, what their readiness looks like for the NHL level, what position, positions players are playing, goaltending, uh, evaluation and whatnot. We're just in evaluating mode, seeing what these guys look like, the rookies, guys that won't be with the Sabres throughout the season, the guys that are going to return to juniors like Yuri Kulich and Matthew Savoy, probably Matthew Savoy. Those guys, it's our first chance to look at them in a Sabre uniform, and it will probably be the last chance to get a look at them until next season, unless you're planning on watching some WHL hockey. And I know there are some nerdy hockey fans out there that are going to be doing that. Um, I'll be doing a little of that along the way, but most Sabre fans will not be getting a look at these guys uh, for at least 12 months. So Savoy, we've got Kulich in the game for the Sabres, a couple of first round rookies um, that suited up for the Sabres against the Capitals. It was largely a rookie roster. The Sabres actually had more, NHL roster players than the Capitals did. If you look at the Capitals roster, there might be two names you recognize. You'll recognize Anthony Mantha, who scored a power play goal in the first period. You'll recognize Connor Sherry, former Sabre, veteran for the Caps. He scored a goal, I believe it was in the early in the third period. But past that, like Nick Jensen is a regular NHLer for the Caps, and that was that was about it. Dylan Cousins, not Dylan Cousins, excuse me. Uh, Peyton Krebs' brother was playing for the Capitals. Drew Krebs, I didn't know that. Um, so that was another recognizable name, but it was not 
It was the Capitals' B team, uh, for sure. The Sabres was maybe a little bit more evenly distributed. Uh, Dylan Cousins played in this game. Rasmus Asplund played in this game. Um, you had Peyton Krebs in this game. And that probably does it for shoe-in NHLers. Hinostroza, Vinny Hinostroza would be another one. So four or five guys that you know are going to be in the NHL. Maybe a couple of others that are competing for spots, but Uka Pekalukin would have been that. Casey Fitzgerald would have been that. And some of the kids, Jack Quinn, J.J. Paterka. So I got uh, some thoughts on all those. We'll tap into my notebook coming up in here in a matter of moments. But I do want to start with where guys lined up. And the center position, one of the three things I told you to watch out for in training camp in the preseason is who Don Granado has at center because the Sabres have a lot of centermen or players that can play center, can play wing, and who's going to play what. Who that's on the development track is going to play center because that might give us a sign as to who they plan on being a center long-term. Well, on Sunday against the Capitals, the Sabres' four centermen were Dylan Cousins, Peyton Krebs, Matthew Savoy, and Tyson Kozak. Kozak was actually having a nice, you know, nice prospect challenge, nice preseason opener, no threat at all to make the team, so we'll throw him out for a moment. But Savoy, okay, good. I think he's the centerman in the organization with the most upside. So Savoy plays center on the night. Krebs. I thought was probably going to play wing. That's where he played a lot of his minutes last year for the Sabres under Don Granado, but they're trying him out at center. I think that's a good idea. I'd like to see Middlestat be the one who adjusts to the wing. In fact, the poll I put up at Lockdown Sabres earlier in the week was of the four, Dylan of the three, Dylan Cousins, Peyton Krebs, Casey Middlestat, who do you most want to see move to the wing? And an overwhelming majority at 60.7% said Casey Middlestat. 28.1% said Peyton Krebs. 11.2% said Dylan Cousins. So Krebs at center. That's their first sign at where uh, Don Granato has you know his, his center depth chart uh, listed. Krebs at center with Lucas Rosek and Yuri Kulich. Kulich, by the way, was drafted as a center, but he maybe more than anybody has been projected to be a winger. So of the three guys they picked in the first round, Kulich, Oslin, and Savoy. So not too stunning that Kulich plays his first preseason action for the Sabres on the wing, but he is a guy that we'll be wondering about down the road too. If, is he a center? Is he a winger? Krebs on at center. And then Cousins skates at center in night one. I That is expected. I'm not guessing he's going to play the wing. Uh, first time I really noticed him playing the, the wing ever was at the World Championships for Team Canada this past summer, and he did great. But Don Granado's never really showed a motivation or a curiosity or any interest in putting him on the wing. So maybe that changes down the road someday, but I don't think Cousins is really in play for that at all. I think Krebs is in play for it, but he starts down the middle. So Cousins, Krebs, Savoy, Kozak are the Sabre centermen night number one. By the way, if you're wondering, some of the line combinations may be a good sign for J.J. Quinn or for J.J. Paterka and Jack Quinn. They were skating with Dylan Cousins. Line one for the Sabres on the night in terms of ice time was Dylan Cousins centering J.J. Paterka and Jack Quinn. Krebs was centering Yuri Kulich and Lucas Rosek. I don't think Rosek is any threat to make this team at all. Kulich, I wonder if Kulich versus Savoy for the nine-game look 
at the beginning of the season that junior players can get before you burn the entry-level deal on their contract, the first entry-level year on their contract. And Coolidge, I'll get to it in a second, but Coolidge, I wrote down some positive things about him in uh, in my in my notes about this game. Um, Savoy, by the way, was centering Rasmus Asplund and Vinny Hinostroza. So maybe an interesting thing there that Krebs, who's going to be on the NHL roster, centered two guys that probably aren't going to be on the NHL roster. And Savoy, who we've been guessing is not a threat to make this team, was centering two guys that are going to be on the NHL roster in Rasmus Asplund and Vinny Hinostroza. Then Tyson Kozak uh, centered Riley Shan and Brett Murray. The blue line, I didn't write down a lot about the blue line because I don't think a single defenseman that was on that that six is going to be playing opening night. Uh, Lawrence Pilot did lead the team in ice time. He was on the first pairing with Casey Fitzgerald. I think those are the two guys that are your seventh, eighth defenseman uh, if the Sabres run into injuries at all. And then... The rest of the blue line, don't even worry about it. Nick Clegg, uh, I know he might be a call-up guy at some point, but none of the rest of the blue line is really worth uh, caring about. Ukapeka Lukanen, by the way, did play and played the entirety of the game for the Sabres in net, which is good. Get the guy as many minutes as possible, see how close he is to NHL ready, and see if he can join the Sabres at some point in the middle of the season. So we'll get to my notebook my notes from Sabres and Capitals. Sabres 4-3 win over the Capitals in their preseason opener when we come back. And also stay tuned because later in the show, we're going to count down 12, 11, and 10 in our Sabres money and power list as we work our way from 30 to 1. So 12, 11, and 10 is coming up here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Here on Locked on Sabres, we are brought to you by Athletic Greens. Head over to athleticgreens.com. They, you, get, you can get them in a diff, bunch of different varieties. You could get the powder that you can scoop into your water in the morning. You could put a scoop in your coffee. They've got the droplets. That's what I use. Just one little drop in your coffee or water, and that's all you need. Um, other products as well, if you want to uh, choose or you want a bar, um, head over to their website and look at all of the different options they have at AG1, where you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you're eating keto or paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. They contain less than one gram of sugar and no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything. It'll cost you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself, and you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens, it's backed by It's recommended by professional athletes, trusted by leading health experts, over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Jody Biasi back here on the Locked On Sabres podcast. All right, watching back the Sabres preseason victory over the Washington Capitals after uh, preempting it for that Sabres, the Bills lost to Miami. Uh, things I wrote down in my notes watching back on that game. Let's go through my notes from the Sabres win over the Capitals. The number one thing, of course, was the goal by Dylan Cousins. It was a goal scorer's goal. 
cutting into the high slot to open the scoring for the Sabres. Cousins with a very good finish, top high corner over the goaltender's shoulder, Zach Fucali of the Washington Capitals. Cousins had a good night playing with the two kids, Paterka and Quinn, and Cousins led the team with five shot attempts. He was very impressive in this game, and we'll be watching out for him, of course, in the regular season to see if he can take an offensive jump from 36 points maybe into the 50s. Matthew Savoy, the Sabres' ninth overall pick in the NHL draft. I thought he had some moments. He didn't flash every shift as much as I thought he might, but he was solid. Not a lot of mistakes, especially in his own end. I thought he was pretty rock solid. And there was some flash. You saw the hands on display. You saw the shot on display. And I thought he played very well. Uh, by the way, preseason, but you do get some advanced numbers in these preseason games from natural statric. So we do have some Corsi numbers. We do have some expected goals for numbers. And, you know, Savoy, middle of the pack. Uh, a 40, what was the number? 40% Corsi 4. That's not too great. Um, and a 41.16% expected goals for. So you've seen worse. Wasn't the worst you've ever seen, but not great, uh, to put it frankly, uh, for Savoy. But overall, I liked a lot of the things I saw. Just not as much flash and not as much wow plays as you might have expected. Jack Quinn, great finish on the game-tying goal. I thought he struggled a lot in this game, though, otherwise. Um, he did actually have the lowest expected goals for on the entire team. But there were a couple of giveaways. Didn't carry the puck all that much. I, there were lapses when he was out there on the ice where I just didn't even notice him. Because on, on that line with Cousins and Paterka, he's third in the pecking order in terms of carrying the puck. Paterka is a puck carrier, um, and I thought he looked very good with some some offensive zone entries. Cousins is that as well. Cousins may be the best offensive zone entry guy on the team. So Quinn was more relegated to a shooter, which is what he is, and that's what he was drafted to be. He did present more in his game in Rochester, but the shooting, I mean, that's where the value comes with him, right? And that goal to tie the game with just over a minute left picks the puck up in tight. He's in tight with the goaltender. He's got to curl it and roof it over the goalie's shoulder with a very low amount of space, and he does it. He gets enough on his stick, uh, able to lift the puck enough to get it over the cor- over the goalie's shoulder, and a, a very nice goal uh, by Jack Quinn to tie the game. Paterka, as I mentioned, looked great carrying the puck. I had that written down. I wrote down Yuri Kulich. Looks ready for the NHL. Um he looks like he's ahead of, of course, Noah Oslin. I don't think Noah Oslin has any chance of making this team or even for the nine-game look. I think he's headed back overseas. Coolidge looks ready, and he's going to be in the AHL possibly this season. He could be a call-up at some point this year. So Savoy, if he gets sent down, that's going to be the WHL. So if Savoy gets sent down, maybe you see him for a couple of games at the end of the regular season. But Coolidge could earn his way onto the team midway through the year uh, if he plays well enough in Rochester. So keep keep your eye on Yuri Coolidge because he looks uh, he might look at, like he's ahead of the pack uh, in terms of this most recent Sabres draft class. Uh, Ukapeka Lukanen I thought was solid. He allowed three goals in this game. Um, 24, 24 saves on twenty seven shots. That's an eight eighty nine. It's uh, an eight eighty nine save percentage. Um, I think was one of his goals on the power play. I had that in front of me and I, I forgot it. Uh, I forgot to write it down, but anyways, 24 saves and 27 shots, great side to side movement. Um, and we'll keep an eye on Lucan and going forward, but I thought he had a good game. I loved Lawrence pilot. 
on the night. A lot of great passing. He makes the the play on the game-winning goal at overtime. Hino Stroza camped in front of the net, ends up redirecting it past the goaltender. But the pass is by Pilot, floating from the point to the left wall. Little saucer pass out into the front of the net, and uh, Hino Stroza is able to put it away. But I like Pilot a lot. The, he's what you expect, right? He's not physical. He's not all that fast. He's not going to wow you with any single thing. And there will be moments where you get a little frustrated with him because he can get outmanned. Uh, he just, his size kind of gives way, but guys, so good. and so consistent with his passing um, a lo- p- quarterbacking, the power play at different uh, points of the game. Um, he really provides some, some strong value when it comes to passing. And it's why I think he should be on the NHL team this year not the AHL and I'm not putting him anywhere above the third pairing or maybe even on the roster. I could see him being the seventh guy uh, if I was in charge, but I think he's battling for that seventh spot right now. And I think it was a good start for him. Uh, 57% expected goals for one of the best uh, marks on the team for pilot and a 52.9% uh, Corsi for. So 52.9% of the shot attempts coming the Sabres way is pretty close to 50, 50. Those numbers uh, be a natural stat trick, by the way. So uh, those are my notes from Sabres and Capitals, their 4-3 win over Washington. The Sabres' next preseason game, as you're – I should have this committed to memory, but a lot of football things going on right now. Flyers, that's right, duh. the Tuesday preseason opener. So tomorrow against the Philadelphia Flyers, it's a 7 o'clock puck drop. And we might get some more – the Sabres did a good job splitting up their NHL guys, so you'll see a lot of NHL guys uh, tomorrow. Uh, for the Sabres when they play the Philadelphia Flyers. When we come back, 10 through 12 in our Sabres money and power list as we evaluate the most important individuals and rank the most impactful individuals in the Sabres organization making this team successful. 10 through 12 on the way next here on Locked On Sabres. Welcome back to the Locked On Sabres podcast. Jody Biasi at Sneaky Joe Sports joining you today on this Monday post Sabres win in the preseason. Might need might need a little break from the Bills and uh, the frustration that came with that loss in Miami. So we're happy to provide that for you. All right, we continue along on our Sabres money and power list, and the Buffalo Sabres are. They're tracking well. Everyone's feeling pretty good about them going into the season. Who are the 30 most important individuals of the team? We ranked them, and so far in the list, flying through it. From 30 up, Eric Portillo, Seth Appert, Rasmus Asplund, Henry Yokiharu, Matt Ellis, Yuri Kulich, Noah Oslin, Craig Oster, Rasmus Dahlin's agent, Uka Pekalukkanen, Jeff Skinner, Ryan Johnson, Jerry Fortin, the director of amateur scouting, Peyton Krebs, J.J. Paterka, Matias Samuelson, Kyle Oposo, Associate General Manager Jason Carmanos, and at number 13, we left off with Dylan Cousins. Number 12 in our Sabres money and power list is Devin Levi. Sabres goaltending prospect Devin Levi, who will not be with the Sabres this season, will be returning to Northeastern for his sophomore season. He is not under contract with the team. And he was a seventh-round pick, not a highly thought-of prospect until that World Junior Championships a couple of years ago where he broke out. And then last year, the breakout season in college, the greatest college season we've seen in two decades at least at the the collegiate level, he's returning to try to win a national championship. And maybe a Hobie Baker. I think Levi is... 
deserves being above guys like Cousins, Samuelson, Paterka, Krebs, because he plays a position we do not have an answer to. Cousins plays a position that at least we have a couple of other guys. We have Tage Thompson. We have Peyton Krebs. We have Casey Middlestad. There are other options. And if Cousins doesn't take a step forward, the sky is not falling. But Devin Levi plays a position we have no answer to. The Sabres have no answer to in goal. Lukanen could be an answer. Eric Comrie could be an answer. But there's no definitive answer right now to who the Sabres franchise netminder is. And I think Devin Levi, I think most would agree, Devin Levi outranks the rest as the guy that is most likely to take the reins as the Sabres franchise netminder for years to come. Now, it's college. It can be fluky. It's very hard to transition from the collegiate level to the NHL level. It's a tough guessing game. And there are many times where star college goalies do nothing at the NHL level or don't even become NHL goaltenders. Matt O'Connor, once upon a time, Boston University, played with Jack Eichel, was thought of as, oh, a hot commodity coming out of college. And, oh, there's this race to get him. And Ottawa ended up getting him. And he played, like, 10 games in the NHL, and that was it. Strauss Mann, out of Michigan, a couple years ago, had an incredible season for Michigan as their starting goaltender, above Sabre prospect Eric Portillo. He signed in Switzerland, not even NHL goaltender. Levi looks great. I'm excited. I'm optimistic. He's going to be the Sabres franchise netminder. But thinking that it's any type of likely or probable to happen... You don't know NHL goalie development enough because it is a crapshoot. So because it's a crapshoot, I put Levi as low as 12. But because he plays a position that we need and the Sabres need an answer to, he outranks a couple of other guys of significance at number 12. Number 11 in our Sabres money and power list, the most important individuals in the Sabres organization, Jack Quinn. Number 11 is Jack Quinn, eighth overall pick by the Sabres a couple of years ago. And the reason I have Quinn so high at number 11, I think right now he has the highest, second highest. There's another guy I haven't got to yet that I think has a higher upside. I think Quinn, of anyone in the organization, has the second highest upside offensively. If there was going to be a Sabres player in the organization to turn into a 90-plus point player, There's only one person I would take above Jack Quinn right now. I'm not guessing Quinn's going to be that. I think he'll probably end up being more of a 30-goal scoring guy, 60 to 70 points. But I do think there's a chance the ceiling for Quinn is even higher. And I'm thinking that way because of his most recent season in Rochester. I was not thinking that way about him one year ago. But he just had... The, one of the greatest AHL seasons we have seen by a player of his age in decades. He was a point-per-game player. He's developed the rest of his game around the elite shot that got him drafted in the top 10. He's making plays as a playmaker and as a setup guy. He's carrying the puck more And Rochester. He is just an overwhelming offensive force for the Amherst. And if he's on the NHL level this year for the Sabres, I would expect him to show right up as a rookie and be a Calder candidate. So I have Jack Quinn, number 11, as being the second highest upside in the whole organization offensively. Number 10 in our Sabres money and power list. Paige Thompson is number 10. He does crack the top 10. I had him at number 10 before he signed the contract. I didn't change it 
I think the contract, you know, that was kind of expected, so that's why I'm leaving it. I didn't expect it this soon. $7.1 million for seven more seasons after this coming year where he will only make $1.4 million. There is a lot of pressure on Thompson to continue what he did last season. Now that he has the contract, now that he is locked in, and he's locked in at a big cap hit, he cannot regress. He cannot regress. He might be able be able to regress a little bit in terms of his shot percentage, but the rest of his game needs to at least stay the same, if not take a step forward. Because for right now, he is the Sabres' number one center. I would like to see someone else, Matthew Savoy, Oslin, Yuri Kulich, Peyton Krebs. I would like to see somebody come over top of Thompson as a number one center because Thompson lacks the elite playmaking ability that I think you need out of a number one center. He is kind of weird as a top level center in that he's the goal scorer of his line. And usually number one centermen will have twice the assists that they have goals. Thompson has more goals than assists. So I have a number 10 because for now he's the number one center. He has the massive contract. He, there is pressure on him to maintain what he did last season, but I don't have him higher because I think he lacks the playmaking ability, the the playmaking wherewithal and hockey IQ to become a legitimate number one center. He is the he is number one center in this team by default. I think on a good team, he is a number two centerman. And the Sabres will need somebody, I think, to develop over top of him on this team. Thompson at number 10. Quinn at number 11. Levi at number 12. That is 10 through 12 on our Sabres money and power list. We will go through the rest of the top 10 uh, and our next coming shows. The next couple, we're doing three per show. So we should have uh, three more episodes of that before we get you to number one. All right. Sabres and Flyers in their next preseason game. Of course, we continue to uh, like and subscribe us wherever you may be listening. Greatly appreciate anybody giving us a five-star review. Really helps us out. Um, and also uh, be sure to throw more questions our way on Twitter at Locked on Sabres or on our YouTube channel uh, where you could also watch us. Be sure to watch us on our YouTube channel and subscribe there. All right, so that's going to do it for us today in the Locked on Sabres podcast. We've got a betting preview to come. We've got an opening night lineup draft to come for the Sabres, and, of course, we'll continue to cover uh, the preseason matchups. Flyers tomorrow. Cap and then in Columbus for the Blue Jackets on Wednesday. Thanks for making Locked On Sabres your first listen every day. Now we're gonna make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts giving you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute podcast.